If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. I'm Tara Bradner, and this is Hopeful Hints, an infertility podcast where you will receive quick, hopeful hints to guide you through infertility. Here, you will find education, inspiration, and most importantly, find peace as you walk through this journey to fulfill your family vision. Today's episode is brought to you by Protea Nutrition, Dr. Bradner approved. Protea Nutrition was designed specifically for women and encompasses all fitness and wellness needs without including harsh stimulants or artificial ingredients. And the best part is many of the products can be used in pregnancy and while breastfeeding. What you see on the label is exactly what you get. Nothing hidden, no special mixes, just science-based ingredients at effective doses. Keeping your long-term health in mind. Check out the link located in today's show notes to check out all of Protea supplements, including my favorite fertility-friendly products. Welcome to Hopeful Hints. I'm your host, Dr. Tara Bradner, and this week we're going to discuss a topic that I get asked often, and I just wrote a blog post for We Are Robin on this, so I want to share it. I'm going to link We Are Robin. They're an amazing resource for the fertility community and beyond into motherhood and so many other aspects of women's health, so make sure to check them out. But the big question, can we improve egg quality? If so, how, especially if we are gearing up or going through fertility treatments? So as a female, it's common to worry about our reproductive timeline, right? There's a lot of pressure that gets put on us. Our timeline for reproductive health is different than men. And so one thing that we use or that we know is age is a factor to gauge our overall reproductive health. But that's also an impact on our quality of eggs. We know that when you turn 40 years old, less than half of your eggs are viable. We also know that genetics play a role in egg quality. I like to use the gumball machine analogy when I talk to my patients about this, but once an egg has been genetically impaired, once your gumball has been dented or chipped, we can no longer resolve that issue. And so we need to do what we can to protect the rest of the gumballs to ensure that nothing else happens and that we can keep them healthy and keep them intact. And so when we look at things that we can do to, quote, improve our egg quality, we I want to try to maybe change how we look at the mindset and think of it as what can we do to keep our environment healthy within our ovaries? And this is going to in turn ensure that our eggs do not become broken and that they stay healthy. And so certain hormones can assist with um, assessing that egg quality. 
And ovarian reserve is a fertility prediction based on the number and quality of eggs. So there's no single way to do this. So try not to get so caught up on one thing. I know lots of my patients get so hung up on AMH levels. And I always say that as a piece of our puzzle. It's not the overall picture. It doesn't predict or determine necessarily anything. It's a gauge. It's one, one thing that we use. Additionally, we use FSH levels and estradiol levels and, and scans. And so the pituitary gland produces FSH at the base of the brain. So our pituitary gland sits at the base of our brain. And this hormone FSH is released from the pituitary to attempt to stimulate the ovaries to produce a good follicle along with the hormone estrogen. And so let's start with AMH. This is produced in the small follicles of your ovaries. This simply evaluates how many eggs remain in your ovary. It does not tell us anything about the quality of your eggs. We do see women with PCOS have higher levels of AMH than those who do not have PCOS. And so this is just one lab value um, that many women question, can I improve this? And it's a hot topic and you're going to hear yes, you're going to hear no. Um, you're going to hear a lot of back and forth on this. But studies have found direct correlation with vitamin D levels in AMH, smoking is the top reason we see a decrease in ovarian reserve. So one study looked at the connection and um, into weight loss and being overweight or obese in women with AMH levels. And the outcome did show that weight loss did result in an overall improvement in reduction and reproductive function. And so knowing your lab levels is very powerful. So estradiol is the other one or E2 levels are drawn in day three of your cycle. And if these levels are abnormally elevated, it may indicate that there's a functional cyst or diminished ovary reserve. And so the ovarian response tends to be poor when we have FSH and estradiol levels that are elevated. Little fun fact for you, um, between 16 and 20 weeks of pregnancy, so if you're a female, when you were 16 to 20 weeks inside your mother, the R ovaries contain 6 to 7 million oocytes, and most of those do not develop at um, approximately one to two million are available at birth. And then after birth, our eggs are no longer developing and we only have approximately 400 eggs that are, are released during our actual reproductive life. And we know that typically this is one per month. So just a fun little fact there for you. But let's take a look. Five ways to improve your ovarian health. So this may seem obvious once again, smoking. So stopping and smoke, cigarettes are full of toxins. They induce them into the ovaries and other areas of your body and can even kill eggs. And yes, this includes vaping. Vaping leads to delayed egg production and fertilization and has the same harmful chemicals as cigarettes. So good news is studies have shown that when you stop smoking or vaping, fertility can improve. Number two, maintain a fertility-friendly diet. Incorporate foods into your diet, such as lean meats, leafy greens, fresh vegetables, fruits, and nuts. Uh, research supports Mediterranean diets will help improve your fertility because these diets are high in fruit, vegetables, nuts, seeds, beans, whole grains, lean proteins, etc. So make it a goal to keep your blood sugars balanced throughout the day. 
I always share with my patients, include protein with all your meals, all your snacks, and ensure you're eating every three to four hours. This is going to keep your insulin at a nice, stable level. Number three, incorporate antioxidant supplements into your fertility diet. These look like CoQ10, melatonin, fish oil has been shown to support aid quality. CoQ10 is an antioxidant that fights free radicals, which is caused by things such as environmental toxins, stress. So this supplement can help enhance chromosome replication, energy production that powers the egg and can just help with maturation of the egg. Melatonin is known to prevent or slow damage to cells, and it can also assist in balancing hormones. There's a couple studies that show this can be beneficial to your egg quality, to ovulation, embryo development, and omega-3 fish oil is an amazing supplement. I think everyone should just be on it. Young, old, always speak with your healthcare provider before starting any new supplements. There's my disclaimer for this entire episode. But um, it's known to help with chromosomal and mitochondrial health as well, and that's the cellular level. It can help fight inflammation, and when we have inflammation, that interferes with our hormones, which in turn interferes with our reproductive health. Number four, create a healthy sleep routine. Our sleep cycle is on a circadian rhythm, as are our hormones. So sleep is the time when our bodies repair cells, it restores energy, we release certain hormones. And so things such as our supplement melatonin, while you're sleeping, our little uh, special gland in our body releases this hormone naturally. So if you're deficient, melatonin can really be beneficial. And number five, acupuncture has been shown to improve blood flow and regulate hormones, which in turn will positively impact aid quality. This modality is thought to have an anti-inflammatory effect and a positive effect on our overall blood chemistry and our hormones. It improves blood flow to the ovaries and is believed to help with egg quality. It is beneficial overall for our fertility and because of its ability to increase blood flow to the uterus. I try to have all my patients do acupuncture. I still do it to this day. It really helps with my endometriosis, but all of Always remember, you know your body best. Create a team approach to your fertility care. In turn, this is going to help optimize and the approach we take to other modalities, such as supplements, and how you approach your overall fertility care that is most comfortable for you. It's essential you feel heard by your healthcare provider and you fully trust the plan of care laid out by them. Never hesitate to seek a second opinion or combine some Eastern and Western medicine modalities. And make sure, most importantly, you have your support system in place. Remember, my inbox is always open. Come say hi and know I'm here to help support you and help you through this journey. I'll see you back here next week, Tuesday. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over and hit subscribe or leave a review for Hopeful Hints and Infertility Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you back here next week, Tuesday. If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health podcast on your favorite podcast platform 
or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.